three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Irrelevance. I am your host, Lucy Evans, saying a massive hello to my guest. How are you? I'm so good. Do I, do I get a name? Well, the, the first question it, uh, does ask for <laughs> oh, that. the first question, um, my name? Yeah, oh, we'll, it's we'll a thing that, that we'll I do. suspense. Yeah, I do. I do. I think just find out your voice. And yeah, then... yeah, yeah. How is it? Is it okay? Mm-hmm. It's really nice, actually. It's dulcet. Um, it's dulcet. Yeah, it I is. don't know that what that word means. You can't use those kind um, of words. Come on. <laughs> think, think sort you're... of year seven, year eight when you talk to okay. me. Okay. Uh, reading age. Um, yes. Your your voice is uh, very soothing. Um, soothing. Okay, thank you. It's got like kind of a quality of um, aromatherapy, I would say. <laughs> What's that? That's like essential oils and stuff, isn't it? That's like, yeah, like candles and oils and all that. No, that's actually a very good representation of me. Like, if you were to ask my friends if you had to describe them in three ways, they would get to essential oils pretty quickly. You know? What's uh, my... your favourite um, oh, essential oil? Um, <laughs> what is my favourite? It's, it's, it's probably... Oh, I'm just thinking of so many. I think it's, I think it's rosemary. Rosemary. Yeah. Wow, good in the bath that's... and good for the hair. Hair and bath. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't, no. Don't uh, agree. Um, I do. I, I, I don't disagree. Um, I'm not a bath taker. I think it's boring. Um... Oh no, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I make all this effort. I'll put little bath salts, essential oils, bubbles. That's yeah. great. But I do all that prep, um... and then within sort of. Six minutes, I'm done. Yeah, because you just realise that you're lying in your own filth. Well, it's better when you have bubbles because you can't see the your own filth. You can't, you can't see the filth. No. It's like a a shield against the filth, a, isn't it? You're not just a plain bowl of water, <laughs> are you? Um, that's quite depressing. Um, no, I, I I do put bubbles in. Yeah. Okay, that's that is good. Uh, but I a probably have like, days. yeah. Yeah, um, bath bombs, I just think, are absolutely stupid. Stupid? Have you no fun in your life? They're so big. (laughs) They're so big? They are big. What happened to just having a wash, you know? Why does it have to be so, so, like, uh, ostentatious, you know? It's too much. Again, again, these words. Come on, year eight, year seven. um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. Uh, <laughs> maximum four letter words. Come on. Um, Should I just? It's just like. Yeah, I get a thesaurus? Uh, no, no, it's fine. I'll I'll think of an alternative for you. Um, I'm all about making information accessible. Okay, this is what I do. Yes. I think it's too much um, about how it looks. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, we've been speaking, and I still haven't got your name, so I'm going to I'm going to get my... to the question. Yes. No, don't apologise. I'm just sorry to all the listeners who were, uh, you know, probably uh, on the edge of their it's seats right about now. Books. They want to hear about thinking, right who the hell is this guy? Question one, and there's a few questions within it. So, uh, okay. yeah. Um, what is your name and age? What do you do for a living? And how do you feel about your job? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, my name's James Michael Sheridan. I am, I just turned 28, which I don't know if I'm happy or not about. Keep hearing that 30s are the new 20s, but I don't know if I fucking believe it. I don't know. Don't Um, believe it. I always say when I am 30, I'll be like, this is great. But until then, I'll dread it. Yeah. 
But um, yeah. So what was the other question? I'm I my job. So I'm a political research assistant. I work and support the elected opposition at Suffolk. Oh, I don't think that's specific, but Suffolk County Council. Why not? <laughs> do I love my job? Is that the question? How do you feel about your job? How do I feel about a job? I mean. Oh, it's quite funny, actually. Uh, I actually told my manager that I'm I'm looking for other jobs at the moment. Um, really? Yeah. Today. I actually told, wow. her, told her today. Today? Yeah. I did, yeah. Just because um, I'm just always after a new challenge. Do you know? I think I'll, I've learned everything I can in this role. And I'm like, let's just bring on, bring on the next ball. Come on. Your job does sound cool, to be honest. Um, it is interesting. I'll be honest. Like, often no two days are the same. To be honest, so yeah, a lot of, of my job is thinking about political strategy. It's to do with sort of communications. I manage all the social media and all the press releases, and you know, it's about trying to make you know a difference on the reflection based on my political party. So I work mainly for the, the Green the Green Party. So obviously, it's mm-hmm. quite you know prominent right now in terms of the policies they want. So uh, you know, at the moment, it's a very good time time to join. Um, but it's quite a cyclical job and I think I'm just ready for that next, that next challenge, you know. Good luck with the, oh, uh, with the job search. Thank you. Keep me updated. I will, I will. Were there any other questions there? Uh, there's so many questions to get through. Don't you worry <sighs> no, about that, okay? That. In case you're worried, like, yeah, oh God. So important. Yeah, as you should, because you <laughs> are. This is a question that I'm asking people. It's not on the official list, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm just asking God, people, how how do we know each other? How do we know each other? I mean, it's a good question. I'm tempted to throw that back at you and ask you. <laughs> throw it back. Yes. Yeah. Let me just catch that. Let me yep. catch that oh. one. Um, I did catch it. Uh, we, we know each other from college. Uh, we were in the same philosophy class, weren't we? We were. Well, I say I say we're in the same philosophy class. I was in there for about two weeks. I I didn't actually I didn't stick it out, and I changed it for sociology. I changed it for sociology in the end. Um, I had a big issue with philosophy. I don't know if that is a um, is that a deal breaker. Are you about to end the call? Um, I'm not at all. I totally no. get it. Um, uh, it's uh, it's difficult, difficult subject. Yeah. Um, very much a binary person i need is this the answer or is this not the answer philosophy is very abstract isn't it mm. so i i did like political science in my university and i was hoping that it would be quite well there were aspects of it that were quite specific and scientific and objective but a lot of it was like you know what is democracy and all that shit and i'm like i oh, don't give a fuck man just tell me what it is <laughs> and i'll work with that and then i'll yeah I'll crack on i need like solutions and there's a critique for everything in philosophy, okay? Mm. You think you know something, you think you've got an argument mm. there, and then you've got 30 other, you know, mm. great minds coming back at you like, oh, actually, here's a hole, let me poke it. Mm. Um, and it's just relentless back and forth. And um, yes. Yeah. Thank God we like I different do... things. Oh, my God. How boring would it be if that you wasn't know, the case? If we all supported Liverpool and just watched Marvel, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh that is so bleak that is so bleak um I support liverpool, so actually it's not too bleak, but yeah. that that is bleak actually <laughs> that you support liverpool they're um so they're, they're not i don't really know but i i don't think they are 
um, they've they've been flying high the last couple of seasons. Oh, uh, we're doing great. We're doing great. Yeah, I mean, it's weird to be talking about was, people who you don't you say you don't know anything about it. I know very little. Yeah, mm. um, right. I scrape by. Mm. Um, we were in the same philosophy class for two weeks. Didn't realise that. Um, yeah. I guess I was so wrapped up in my thoughts about mm. the world and well, uh, theology. Is, yeah, why are we here? So I didn't even didn't. Yeah, I didn't even notice that that you were gone. Oh, um, okay, let's move on then to question two um, mm -hmm. on the official list. Uh, what is the book you have selected and when was it published? So the book I've selected is a book called Ikigai. It's the Japanese secrets for a long and happy life. Um, I don't know when it was published. Let me have a look. Uh, 2017, so it's quite fresh. Quite fresh. It's not 2017. like twenty seventeen. It's not your classic novel. Who wrote it? Did you say? I didn't. It was two people called Hector Garcia and Francesc Mira Mireles. Mireles. Oh, lovely. Mm. Very sexy name. Okay. Of extremely attractive names. Mm. Yeah. I would. Um oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I actually did them first. Okay, so it's a it's a modern book. I'm looking forward to hearing what it's about, which uh, <laughs> yeah, which leads me on to question three very nicely. Um, what is the book about? So the book is it's about just sort of two researchers' journey onto the pursuit of happiness and sort of fulfilment. So there was these two researchers who. Um, researching um into blue zones you ever heard what a blue zone is no so a, a blue zone are these sort of very small cluster populations around the world where specifically these areas in the world have um a quite a dense amount of people who live you know hundreds and hundred plus years old and you know they want to understand you know maybe it was something to do with culture and the way they live um and they're spread around the world. And, and this particular book, they uh, went to Japan, more specifically, the island of Okinawa, more specifically, the village of Ajimi, or Ajimi. Um, and Ajimi, or Ajimi is, uh, holds the record for the most, the most amount of people, I think they're called centenarians, or super centenarians, mm -hmm. people who live 100 plus or 110 plus, they have the most people in the world. And it's just sort of their, their observations. They lived there for two years. They conducted a hundred interviews with the residents into about their life and understanding how, you know, maybe, I don't know what they do, what, what hobbies they have, how they, uh, perceive life, what sort of, um, mental mentality they have. And then they sort of stumbled across this ancient sort of way of life it's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years called ikigai um it's a very <laughs> it's a very weird uh name ikigai uh i think it loosely translates um uh life's fulfilled life's worth life's worth i think it was mm -hmm. um and so it's all about that that sort of presence of finding purpose and meaning in, in what you're doing you know regardless of what it is whether it's something mm -hmm. very important you know something boring or something you, you, you know you have to do this and, and you know i think it's 
it's it's something that I, I really probably needed to listen to and something it just I sort of stumbled upon it at the right time because I think I, I'm someone that is trying to find still their purpose or, or mm-hmm. certainly was at the time reading it um you know and it, it goes through it goes through many things it goes through many concepts and there there, there are it, you know it's sort of split into three parts where it talks about ikigai um talks about this thing called logotherapy as well which is um a theory developed by andrew frankel i think his name is um which is again the sort of study of the psychological aspects of finding meaning and purpose um there's a really interesting story, um, anecdote about it um the idea of purpose where um, he was an austrian uh, jew during the second world war and his family were basically shot on sight by the Nazis for being in Jews, and he was taken to a concentration camp. He's actually taken to Auschwitz, and um, he's one of the like the few survivors from Auschwitz. And he says that the reason why he survived was because he had found purpose and meaning outside his life that he still wanted to pursue while he was in the concentration camp. So he had a reason to live, and he puts mm-hmm. that down to the reason why he, he survived while others didn't. Um, and that's sort of another aspect of it as well. Um, and it sort of finally talks about this idea of flow, which is something that really speaks to me because it's the idea of being in the present as opposed to thinking 10 years in the future, which I completely do all the time, very frustrating, or thinking about past mistakes that you've done, um, you know, being completely present, appreciating the moment you have, regardless of what you're doing. Um, you know, and so, yeah, it's that, that sort of idea of finding your ikigai. And for these, these residents in Agimi, um, you know, it's very simple things. You know, it's not, it's not mm-hmm. rocket science. It's stuff like walking, uh, gardening, um, you know, strong communities and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so that, that's sort of like a, a sort of a summary of the book, I would say. And they were all happy. Well, they, well, they're, they're all very, very fulfilled. And, you know, I think, I think one of the problems in this country that we have is that our old people basically turn to shit, you know, by, yeah. you, know, by you know, from 70 onwards, they don't really have a purpose more. They are just a physical thing that they just exist. You know, they're just mm-hmm. there. And because of that, their mind deteriorates and therefore their body does as well. And their sense of life, um, that doesn't happen on these in these villages you know they 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 live and exercise till you know 90 100 you know they still garden all the time and they have a strong community wow yeah it's like um that, yeah that's amazing it's um, a nice peaceful yeah. life and the reason why i asked that question are they happy because um i think you can a uh, quality of life doesn't equate to a uh, quantity of life does it like yeah. You could live to 110, but be like fucking miserable by the end because you're so old and decrepit. And I think exactly. that's because I'm thinking about old people in this country. Um, and like you say, the comatose, it can be. Mm. Um, and the, the, I read actually recently that um, because the birth rate is, has gone down so much um, and people are living longer, mm. um, in like maybe 50 years time, there'll be... Loads of old people, which will be us, mm-hmm. um, and we'll have no no young people to look after us. Mm. Well, we need to start having kids, don't we? We need to start plopping them out. Uh, yeah, um, I know. Um, 
So we need to start having kids. Something radical needs to happen. Exactly. Who's going to look after us? Therefore, we need to look after ourselves a little bit more. And that's kind of where this book and this idea sort of kicks in. You know, it's you amazing to... that there's, they're still like so active. It's, it's absolutely insane. Like these people are like a hundred, there was like a, one of the other days, this person was 105 and every morning she goes for a morning walk for about two miles, comes back and then does gardening. And then she goes to have dinner and stuff like that. And I mean, she acts like she's in her sixties, you know, and she, incredible. yeah, she's doing, she's managing more than I mm, do most exactly, days. Yeah. Um, I think she feels so guilty that I can't even imagine walking in the morning sometimes. Like I know. Because I get up and I know, imagine I already, you know, struggle and I just think, imagine what it's gonna be like when I get up and my back just gives or gives way or like my knee just like collapses in on itself like a fallen star. It's just like, oh my god, I'm not making the most of this. I know. Well, exactly of what we've got right now it's only going to get worse uh, people in their 40s yeah. they talk about they just get sore all the time i'm like you're fucking sore all the time oh, that's no. a, such a horrible <laughs> life what the f- it is it does sound yeah. bleak yeah and, you know i just sort of think does. about that and like i try and actively not like it, not come not become that sort of level of um irritated with my life and this sort of, this sort of, if you like, sort of ideas all broken down into sort of four things where you can, you can sort of pick your guy and things that you find purposeful. And it's like, you know, something you love, it's something you're good at, something the world needs and something that you're paid for as well. So these are sort of like ideas that you can base around your guy. obviously something you love, obviously that's your passion. That'd be something like this. Do you, like, do you love doing this? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't go as far as saying I love it. Yeah. Well, it's so ikigai. Is that, am I saying that correctly? Well, I don't really know. I think it's, I don't think it's ikigai. I think that's the, that's the kind of guy that wears, you know, like a tank top. That's an ikigai. It's, I think it's like ikigai. <laughs> it's ikigai. Life's worth. Life's worth. Wow. Yeah. I think it's just sort of proof and it's sort of um, an indication, mm. a good indictment that you don't need to do these crazy things to find a purpose. You really don't. Mm-hmm. I think that's sort of the issue that I've been having that like, I think I need to, I don't know, climb mountains or whatever, or, or do like these extreme things to find a purpose. Like I was, so beginning of this year, sort of, well, maybe for the last two years, maybe three, I've been training for an Ironman. Do you know what an Ironman is? I Ironman? do. Yeah, an Ironman triathlon. I, I do triathlons quite a bit. Obviously, I'm, 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 well, obviously, I'm injured at the moment. Oh, what's up? Oh, my God. Well, some of my friends will be listening to this. They'll be shouting glass ankles right now. Because that's my life. I just got these really shit ankles. Because I just haven't looked after them. I've been doing, like, my first my first race that I did was a half marathon in Brighton. And I, I ran that in vans. And it was it absolutely... <laughs> destroyed my ankles I just, that is so I know, tragic i just thought i had these fucking huge balls that i could just do whatever i want but you can't yeah you can't oh my god um, i'm sorry to hear about your ankles and it's all right it's all right i've seen a podiatrist we're, we're getting work done it's you know yeah. i'm back stronger strongish stronger braver St- yeah um, stronger mindset but i don't know yeah, yeah. um 
Iron Man. So Can I was training why, why you want to do that? <sighs> um, well, again, it's probably it was probably comes back to this whole idea of I was I, I loved the extreme bit, I loved the challenge, and I was kind of just sort of kind of trying to find like a purpose a little bit, and I sort of found that in sort of triathlons to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just had this mindset where I just need to keep going, I need to keep pushing and pushing. And I mean, it, it, I was at breaking point. So I was, I was training every day, every morning and every evening, you know, running about 10 K a day on top of doing weights and then doing like a two hour bike ride every day. Um, and it just got to the point where I was absolutely broken. Like friends who hadn't seen me for like three months, they'd see me and they go, my God, you look ill, you look anemic which I, I am actually, but that, but I still looked, I just looked ill. Um, uh, so yeah, that was kind of a wake up call. And then like, I sort of read this book and I read a lot of books around like this idea of having a happy life and what it actually is. And then it made me realize I don't need this shit. I don't need to do that. So I just quit it. I paid for it. I paid like 800 pounds, I think. And I was like, do you know what? Fuck it. I don't want this. Bye. And then wash my hands with it. Wow. Good for yeah. you. That must yeah. have. I think when and uh, to to train for something of that, you know, that's uh, it's not easy to let go of things like that because obviously no. you you become committed to it and you dedicate a lot of time to it. Um, mm-hmm. There must have been. It couldn't have been easy. Um, but no. it sounds like you put your you put your own mental well being first. Mm. I've, I'm so I really don't like failing, and I kind of felt like the idea. I felt. It got to sort of the end of the training when I was just like, I feel like I'm doing this to sort of prove a point as opposed to me wanting to do it now. And like, mm-hmm. I kind of didn't like the idea of failing or, or showing a weak side of me. But I was like, do you know what, fuck it. Like, I need to start thinking about myself. And then, yeah, I mean, it's the best decision I ever made. I put on like a stone in like a couple of weeks just from <laughs> retaining my body weight again. You know, I kind of thought that purpose came from sacrifice or like um how would you say it struggle things like that actually it comes from being sort of content and you know more appreciation and things like that and i think that's something we sort Mm -hmm. of struggle with in this society that we have over here i think we sort of i think we struggle to find things that we're like really passionate about and we sort of go through the gears a lot here do you have what are your passions what would you? What my passions? Mm. Bloody hell! Um, God, I have to say, reading, don't I? <laughs> like, yeah, just for that, yeah. get that one out of the way. Yeah, guys, reading. Sorry, um, listeners, she does have other passions. Did you have any doubt, guys? Come on, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I like writing actually. Um, mm. Writing's a good one. I mean, if you ever needed an ego boost, like you are probably one of the funniest people I've seen in terms of writing. And that's just on Instagram. Like, obviously, we haven't Aww. spoken in 10 years, but you are actually funny. Like, you did like, a few slides. You did like, a few, I don't know, you did slides about what to do in certain situations. Um. Oh, my God, stressful situations. That was And it. how to yes. overcome them. Yes. Oh, did you read those? I read it, and I didn't get bored, you know? I, I, I would call it fiction. Maybe. Yeah. Oh my God. That's um. That's the so highest that's a... praise I could receive. That you exactly. Didn't get from bored. someone like me, I didn't get bored. I no, anyone. Like... 
this. Thank you. No, thank yeah. you so much for reading it. I'm you glad you enjoyed it. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but I do like writing. Um, yeah. We th- we've gone way off I have course. No here, idea where we're at right now. <laughs> no clue. I Hour I need to. Uh... I haven't got a clue. <laughs> Um, I need to retrace a little bit. Um, going, <laughs> going, yeah. going back to the uh, you quitting the Iron Man, um, yes, and what you what you were saying about it. Do you mm. do you feel like you're obsessed with it? I was. There was a point where I was absolutely obsessed with it, and mm. I thought that was the sort of path that I needed to be on. This idea of obsession that's what mm. generated purpose. Um, but I just felt like, well, that the athleticism or the physical part of me was going up. My mental side was going down. My social life was going down. My, mm-hmm. like, I was falling asleep at work. I was having, you know, naps at lunch. As soon as I get home, another nap. And then I go to bed at nine, wake up at like half four in the morning. Like, I had oh no life. God. I know. And it was just like, what the fuck am I doing this for a middle? Mm-hmm. Did you, yeah, did you, because obviously it took over your life. That's, <laughs> you know, no one's doubting that um that's that's wild um mm. do you think the problem was that you never stopped to think why am i doing this you mm. kind of just did it yeah i think i think initially i used well initially i used the idea of go doing triathlons as a distraction mm-hmm. for a breakup um, okay and i think maybe that sort of thing continued and that i realized hey when i do extreme endurance i don't think about things that's mm-hmm. great and then I just applied that knowledge as well throughout. So it meant, it's, you know, especially when I was training for the Ironman, I didn't think of anything. I probably, I you know, I could easily yeah. have just maybe two thoughts a day saying I should <laughs> eat and that's it. I should stretch. That's it. Yeah. Um, you should it's fucking rice it. It's not fucking Rest. human. It's actually not. No, it's, it's not. insane. Um yeah. I do get that though about needing a distraction, um, mm. and obviously it, it did that yeah. and more. Maybe um, I should just do gardening instead. Why? Like my... <laughs> yeah. Why? Um, you know, if you've got a broken heart, why not break everything else too? Break, break my whole life, and only think <laughs> yeah. about that pit. Let's let's level the playing field, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Break the spirit, the soul, and the mind. Oh yeah. Wow. The mind, 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 body, spirit. The, the, <sighs> the three, the three uh-huh. entities. Yeah, exactly. And I blame all these bloody motivational people who goes like, push yourself to the limit and all that stuff like that. No, not always. You don't always have to no. push yourself to the limit. Know your you, limits. You... Step outside every now and then, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, just chill the fuck out, man. Chill. Respect We live in, we live in such a stimulating world. So, Ikigaiing kind of encourages you to... to uh appreciate the small things maybe take a step back appreciate what you have mm-hmm. and you know it's not about going to the extreme to find your purpose it's about finding purpose in the things that you have now about finding meaning in, in your life that you have mm-hmm. at the moment and maybe also finding small things that you can do to to improve it it's not about getting the best job and making the most money it's about you know do i get satisfaction in a morning walk do i get satisfaction or can I find greater meaning in meeting up with my friends? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. questions, isn't there? there? I'm so sorry. There are. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> what, question four. Mm. Why, why is the book important to you? 
Can we have covered this a little bit? I mean, yeah, I'd say we've sort of covered that. I mean, I can sort of talk about it again. I mean, it just basically came at the right time for me. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not really, yeah, as I said, I'm not really one for, for reading, but this, yeah, this book spoke to me a lot. Um, I, I basically, I needed someone to tell me that what I'm doing at the moment isn't sustainable. It's not the right mm-hmm. thing to be doing. Um, I think, yeah, I think sustainable is a right, a key word there as well, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of like the purpose and the meaning when we're talking about finding that, like it needs to be something that you can, you can maintain. As mm-hmm. I talked about stuff like the Iron Man and other things that you do to the extreme, you can't sustain that. You can't sustain mm-hmm. that. Um, so yeah, that's, I'd say that's sort of why I, uh, why I love it and why it had an effect on me. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's given me such a, such a positive attitude now in life. Um, and all the things that have come from it. And that's not, it's not just necessarily this book. It was just sort of like a, a gateway book into me reading about other things. Um, really? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I just realized, well, one, I actually enjoyed reading and I was like, this is, this is mad. This is crazy. Let's just, let's just keep on this train while I still can. Um, and, um, I just liked all the little, little bits that I took from each book to sort of match my routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I've sort of formulated my own personalized routine, which, which encompasses basically all the sort of like the ideas, you know, and, um, yeah, yeah, just, just living my life, man, living it, living it well at the moment. Living your life, living your life well, and there is a difference. Yeah, living my well, balanced, I'm living it balanced. Balance is the theme here. Yeah, Yeah. and also, you know, I think a part of it as well is is also to find purpose and meaning in, like, the the bad times as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's another part of the book says, because obviously people, like the people from Agimi and then, uh, other blue zones like they, they all suffer loss and stuff but it's about how they interpret that loss you know they, mm-hmm. a lot of them see it as just you know it's an important mark in someone's life to for it to be finished obviously for them because they live so healthy and live so long that it becomes that sort of life cycle but also in like you know in like really bad times where someone's lost their life you know, early and stuff they, 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 they still manage to maintain their their positive attitude and appreciate things that I think maybe we don't do you do you feel like you have um more control of your life absolutely yeah yeah the most control I've ever had um which I never thought I would do yeah okay all right so we've covered question four we'll move on then to the final question the final one wow let's do this i mean it's been what a journey this has been what a journey can i say we've been on the phone for two hours 22 minutes yeah um, probably what 18 minutes into the podcast i don't know how long i don't know uh, what, how your editing that. is yeah it's gonna a lot be of crap we've talked about i don't know how much it's gonna be hey in, it's been no, no, it's crap been it's been a great yeah. journey it's been beautiful yeah. Um, right, what's the final question? I can't remember. Okay, yeah, of course. Emotional, isn't it? Okay. Question five. How many times have you read the book? Will you read it again? So I've I've read the book I've read the book once and then mm-hmm. I popped it on my shelf. And then um I tried to read it again to um refresh myself, but life got caught. I got caught of up course. in life, sorry. So I read about half the book so i read it one and a half times i would say but i've read other variations of it as well um 
and yeah it's one of those books and what i've found with these sort of self-help sort of fact books for these sort of these sort of scientific research books is that a lot of it talks about stuff that you know already so like if i was to tell you like oh you need to find purpose in what you're doing like you'd look at me and go well i know that i'm not an idiot i'm not trying to find things i don't want purpose in. that's fucking dumb um uh, but what what I find that these books do is it keeps those thoughts fresh in your mind, like right at the top. And I think that's really important because a lot of knowledge that we know about, we sort of just throw at the back of the head and we don't really use it. And we just, there's those assumptions that like, um, you know, it just gets forgotten. Things about like, oh, you need to exercise, you need to eat well, stuff like that. Like, we know all that, but then a lot of us don't do those sort of things. So. For me, what I found is that it's important about reading about it and keeping those ideas fresh in your head so that you are thinking about that and then for making active choices about them. That's what I've found mm -hmm. with this sort of thing. So I will come back to this book probably once a year just to keep this idea of purpose and meaning in my, in my life just fresh in my head. Because if not, um, I don't want to sort of forget about it or assume that I'm doing mm -hmm. it when mm -hmm. I might not still be doing it. I might just get complacent. It alters you. It's like it's had such a big impact on you. It's almost respectful, isn't it, to yourself to <laughs> yeah. be reading it? I, it like, it's respectful to Hector and um, Francesca, absolutely. Yes. Oh, them, yeah, of course, but also to you, like because it's oh, course, it's changed yeah. it's changed your outlook so much that mm. you wanna you wanna preserve it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, it's and it's uh, all these things take. It's like relationships, isn't it? You can't just um, go go on and put no effort in. Mm. You have to keep you have to keep working at it. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, you have those you know people who have been relationships for like ten years and stuff. Like, it's not constantly. Oh, I'm so in love with you. I'm so in love with you, and this is hard yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's lulls. Yeah. There's very very deep lulls. And you have to find a way to sort of rekindle. Mm -hmm. And it's also about repurposing your life as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was another thing that they talked about in the book as well. Where it was like the things that they found purpose in in their 20s and 30s were completely different to what they find purpose in now. You know, they weren't in their, you know, their teenage years doing gardening, stuff like that. They found a love for that in their 60s and cracked on with it for another 60 years, well, 50 years. Mm -hmm. Absolutely the same thing. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're yeah. reevaluating re what you value in life. You know that that constant mm -hmm. evolving of yourself. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Climb a bloody rock. Why just, not? Guys, guys, climb a fucking rock. 